Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right, with me right now, Matthew Vernhout. You are the VP of Deliverability with Netcore on the web at netcorecloud.com. Thank you so much for joining us, Matthew. Well, thanks for having me today. I am so excited to chat about this subject because I I can just tell you that there are so many people that don't have a clue about email deliverability and the essentials that you have to have in place if you want your emails to land in the inbox of the people that you're communicating with. And, uh, you know, I would imagine, Matthew, I think about all of the emails that are sent. And I wonder if there's any idea, if we, if you have any idea of the number of emails that don't truly get where they're supposed to get because of deliverability issues out there. So the number of emails that don't make it in the first place because there are viruses or malware or things like that are, are, are billions of messages a day. So these are messages that that nobody even sees. So, right. you know, your, your, your mailbox providers are out there blocking billions of messages a day. On top of that, you're probably looking at anywhere from five to 15% of commercial messages that are consent-based messages that people are asking for don't make it to the inbox. Yeah. Uh, so that ought to, uh, you know, that, that ought to get your attention uh, because, you know, why go through all of that work if the platforms are just, you know, are stopping you from communicating with your own list. And so, uh, so mechanically, I want to kind of talk about uh, maybe just from a high level, most people don't really understand how uh, Gmail, you know, the others, uh, you know, operate and what they rely on in order to make the decision whether or not to deliver that to the client and actually have the the email that the user actually see that. It's more than just scanning the email for spammy copy and stuff like that, which it will do. Right. Sure. I'll right. let you kind of just maybe talk a little bit high level about how everything operates. Yeah. So high level, uh, you know, mailbox providers use machine learning and they're looking at sort of, you know, thousands potentially of different measurements from the IP address you're connecting to, to the domain, how old the domain is, uh, past history of message engagements or people actually reading your messages, and opening them, clicking on them replying to them, you know, just in, in general, just engage with them, uh, right on through to the links that you're including and, and to a degree, the content. But for the most part, you know, the vast majority of filtering decisions are made upon the message domain IP reputation. So this is something you've probably heard people talk about. What's your IP reputation? What's your domain reputation? Those types of things. And that's the vast majority of what filtering is driven off of. Um, and then you layer on some of these other things and how you build domain and IP reputation are using authentication solutions like sender policy framework, SPF, 
uh, domain keys identified mail or DCAM. Uh, and now looking into things like uh, DMARC. So using that as a way to um, apply policy as a domain owner um, when your other authentication uh, solutions fail. Um, yeah. So if, if SPF fails and DCAM both fail, chances are the mail's fraudulent. So as a domain owner, you could say, please quarantine any mail that fails this on purpose, or please reject mail that fails this on purpose. Yeah. Um, so Matthew, what you're talking, for the person who's listening right now, if yeah. your eyes are starting to glaze over here, you're like, wait a minute, I've never heard of these terms that he's using. Sure. You just mentioned S SPF, DKIM, and DMARC, right? Yeah. Um, so if you're not familiar with this, you need to pay very, very close attention to this conversation and the steps that you need to take so you can ensure your deliverability is is happening. And so, yeah. first off, Matthew, I know that um, that uh, that that NetCore Cloud provides a tool. It's totally free. Um, and what is that tool that people can use so that they can do a run a test on themselves? Yeah, so we uh, we built a tool called GradeMyEmail.co. So it's on the, the .co website, um, and basically it allows you to put your domain name in. We then take a scan of publicly available block lists, uh, look at your DNS records, evaluate. You know, what is your SPF records? Are they correctly set up? What is your DMARC status? Are you publishing BIMI records? Um, which we can maybe talk about when we have time. There's a lot of technical terms here. Um, we look at, you know, IP reputation, domain reputation, are you using secure certs for hosting links, et cetera, and then sort of come back with a series of recommendations on things that you could improve from a technical point of view to enhance your deliverability or provide, you know, the best technical solution or best technical setup uh, for deliverability. So um, I, we got connected, Matthew, through a mutual friend. And, uh, you know, as soon as I saw all of the tools that are available, so again, if you go to, again, it's a free tool. Um, free tool, and absolutely it, free. Grademyemail.co, um, you click on the little hamburger menu. Um, and so I'm just going to list off some of these tests that you can run. There's Grade My Email. I don't know if that's kind of an all-in-one, but there's that. There's Email Tester that's specific to your email address. So when you're sending stuff out and you're like, man, I don't think people are getting my email run this test and you can find out for sure. There's a block list checker, BIMI checker, MX checker, SPF, DKIM, DMARC, subject line optimizer. This is really cool. Like you were involved in this, right? This this was actually my idea. Yeah. I sat down with our CEO and he said, we have a team of people that do community-based development, open source project work, et cetera. And he loved it. And he said, let's, let's build it. And so we sat down and I worked with the team and we came out with sort of the initial tool and that's what you see. Uh, and even now we're continuing to develop and add new features to it. Wow. So it will continue wow. to improve over time. So you and I chatted previously and I punched my email or my domain in here and you took a look at it and you know, overall, I'd say I got about a B plus. I mean, there were a couple of things that, you know, probably worth tweaking, you know, changing a, you know, it's like a tilde to a minus or something. It's like a yeah. question mark to a tilde or something like that. Yeah, we updated your SPF record a little bit, gave it yeah, a, bit yeah, of a, yeah, yeah. a little more security to it, if you will. Yeah. What, um, what would you imagine, you know, in terms of like, you know, just a 
typical business owner hasn't been paying attention to you know deliverability issues uh and and when they go and run this tool what are they what are they typically going to see issues with would you imagine so there are some issues um, that are, are potentially beyond your control as a domain owner. So, um, you know, reverse DNS setup for services such as the Google uh, Work uh, Work Suite or G Suite, if you will, depending on, on how you refer to it. But uh, so the Google accounts, uh, occasionally their MX records don't have valid reverse DNS record lookups. That could be you know, it's an issue on Google side, you're not going to be able to fix that. But it's kind of worth noting because some domains get really finicky or picky about that. Mm. Uh, Not typically a big problem from Google, though, but if it's your own hosted domain, it's probably something you want to fix. Or if it's your um, ESP's domain or IP addresses, you probably want to talk to your ESP to get those corrected. Mm. So where you can control those things, absolutely. Google's pretty good at fixing them relatively quickly though. So you may test it today and you get an error that says your MX doesn't reverse lookup and you test it two days from now and it's absolutely fine. So it, it you know, it, it partly depends on the day of the week that you test. So you might see that. You might see some issues with your SPF record. Maybe you're not publishing one. Um, yeah, and basically- let's, 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 let's define that, what, it, what yeah. SPF means. So SPF is Sender Policy Framework. It's been around since uh, the early 2000s. Um, and basically it's a, it's a DNS record that you create from your mailing domain and it's specific to each domain. So if you have a, a corporate domain and then you have a subdomain for marketing purposes, both domains should have unique SPF records. They could potentially be the same content, but they need to be each domain or each subdomain has to have its own SPF record. Mm. It allows you to basically say this mail server or this network is authorized to send mail on my behalf. So you punch in, you know, if you're, if you're working with Netcore, we would give you a record that says, you know, include Netcore SPF record uh, in your SPF record. And then basically that allows us to be an authorized sender as a network on your behalf. Yeah. So, So, yeah. So in order to like, if, if again, what we're talking about is starting to, you're like, Whoa, what I, you know, where do I go? Like, what would I do with this information? If I find out that there's an issue, for example, I don't, I haven't specified SPF. So, um, you know, if you Google this, certainly you can learn, you know, kind of where to do this, you know, for, for us, um, we use, um, oh gosh, what, I forget the name of the Cloudflare. So, uh, what Cloudflare does is it allows kind of well, I can't explain it. Do you, can you explain what Cloud and Cloudflare, by the way, is is just a service provider? I think Netcore even provides a similar service. Is that right? Uh, not quite the same. So Cloudflare is more just DNS management. DNS um, management. Okay. We do that a little bit um, for some of our hosting clients where we might host their domains. Mm-hmm. Um, but in in regards to like where do you find more information on how to build an SPF record? So there's there's tons of help files. There are tons of uh, tools to help build an SPF record. Um, and, and generally the idea is there is a very specific format that you lay out, but if you are working with a mailbox provider, so if you're working with Gmail, just Google how to configure SPF for my G Suite account. Uh, if you're working with Office 365, you can look up how to do authentication with Office 365. So there's lots of help documents out there. Um, if you're working with a, an email service provider, just reach out to their help department, their support departments and say, you know, I want to validate my SPF is, is properly configured or my domain keys are properly configured. Um, and they should have all the instructions you need. Um, so th- that's what I would say. Your keyword is, 
your host name, whoever's hosting your mail. So uh, in your case, um, you know, it's Google. So you can say, Google, what does my SPF record need to be? And then they will return back and say, for your SPF, make sure you include Google SPF in the record. So then they will give you that information. You can go and update your records that way. Hmm. So um, let me ask you another question. Um, so one thing that we're doing as a, as a company is that we're going to start to do a little bit more out email outreach, which we really haven't done before. Um, because of that, um, you know, do you have an opinion on, I mean, we're not going to be doing any kind of crazy spamming or anything like that, but probably sending out maybe about a hundred emails a day just for invitations and helping, you know, connect our clients with uh, potential podcast guests, for example. So, um, should we be running that from a separate dedicated domain? Um, I had, I've, I've heard conflicting advice on that. You know, I'm, I would say not necessarily like a completely separate domain. You want to maintain the relationship between your organization and the products and services you're promoting. Uh, what I would recommend though, is use a subdomain. Hmm. So um, oftentimes when I'm working with clients, if they have marketing messages, we'll create like a, a news or marketing or info.clientdomain.com subdomain and use it for that. For transactional messaging, depending what it is, it could be support.clientdomain.com for say password reset type notifications. Um, or if it's transactional messaging like receipts, it could very well just be receipts.client.com. Interesting. Um, so you would so send, you, in, so for example, I would send a, you know, a, a Josh Elledge at uh, podcast.upmyinfluence.com or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Oh, right? okay. Wow. Interesting. Um, you know, but being that it's, it's more like you're sending personal mail, you could, you could very well use your personal domain. Yeah. Um, right. Being, being that, um, you know, I'm thinking more sort of that bulk outreach type mail. You probably want to have some type of separation between your corporate and your, yeah, no, that, that, your... that's not my personal email address, by the way, <laughs> uh, but it'd be one with my name on it. That's interesting. So I can just, so you could just set up a subdomain. So like if we're using G suite, for example, you yeah. could set up a subdomain in G suite and yeah, there's ways to do that. Well, and it'll kind of automatically just carry over all of your, you know, the SPF stuff and DMARC stuff that you've set up. Uh, no, for SPF, you have to set it up specifically for each domain. Oh, okay. So on the subdomain, you would create a similar record to your corporate domain. So you would set up a subdomain. So the way that the records sort of pair up is each domain that you use needs to have a, a, a SPF policy. Each domain you use needs to have a DKIM record. But your organizational or corporate domain, that can have one DMARC record and it will filter down to all your subdomains. Okay. So it's a bit of a different setup. So DMARC, you don't have to do multiple for each sub. You can, but you don't have to. Okay. All right. You know, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of one policy kind of rules of everything. And you can set, you know, just for my organizational domain policy plus subdomain as a separate policy. So you can actually build in some logic that way, or you could actually set individual records for each, each subdomain if you wanted. It's just cleaner to set one organizational policy. So let's say, so someone goes to grademyemail.co, they run the test and they're like, oh man, I, 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 I need help. <laughs> like, can, can they work with you or like how yeah, do, so we, you know, we do have a button where, where on there? They go says, from here? Yeah. We have a button on there that says help. Like, click here for more help. And you can sort of put in a description of the type of help you're looking for. That will come to uh, one of our support representatives on our team and, and someone, you know, 
depending on what type of help you're looking for, uh, we may have a solution to help you. Um, you know, there are, like I said, if you're using a provider already um, that you're getting help from, any ESP is offering this similar help to their existing clients. Um, if you, for your, your corporate mail hosting, again, talk to your hosting provider. All of these things should be standard uh, knowledge set for any of your email hosting solutions. Yeah. Hey, what is BIMI? I, I don't remember seeing this before. Yeah, so Vimy is fairly new. It's it's yeah. still in pilot with a lot of uh, with the mailbox providers. So so Yahoo has it live. Uh, Google is currently in pilot with Gmail. Um, Fastmail is currently uh, in pilot with their with their web interface. But basically, it allows a domain owner that has gone through the steps to set a strict uh, enforcement of their their authentication for domains. So if you have, you know, your SPFs properly configured, your DCAM records are properly configured, and you're using DMARC at an enforcement policy, so either a quarantine or a reject, um, you can publish a BIMI record. And it basically requests that the domain receiving the mail publish your logo uh, next in, in place of the avatar. Um, in the mailbox provider. So if you are using uh, Yahoo, instead of seeing the, the initials of the sender or maybe uh, a personal yeah. avatar, you'll see the brand logo. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Uh, and then Gmail is doing the same thing uh, with their, you know, in pilot right now. Uh, sometime later this year, I would assume it's going to go into a full GA release uh, within the, the Google infrastructure, but uh, they haven't announced anything yet. So that's purely speculation on my behalf that it'll come later this year. So for someone again, is what did he say? Bimmy record B I M I. So brand you, again, indicator. You just go to grademyemail.co. Yes. They'll they'll <laughs> tell you whether or not you've got something set up for it. And chances are you don't. Um, right. And so and then what it'll do is it's got a big article here. They'll tell you how to implement it uh, and and how to create a new Bimmy record. Yeah. So it'll help you build your logo file. It'll help you build your uh, record. It'll help you get things sort of set up. Uh, from that type of view. And it is a very specific type of logo file as well. So it's a, it's a SVG, standard vector yeah. graphic, SVG, yeah. uh, which means it looks good at the size of a dime and also looks good at the size of, you know, basketball. It's, yes. it's the whole idea of it's a vector graphic. So it should look the same regardless of size. Uh, but it's it's a very specific format. It's a, it's a tiny 1.2 uh, portable secure is the, the type of format. So there's, there's nothing... Uh, that can be used in there for web beaconing. There's nothing in there that shows open rates. There's nothing in there. So it's designed to be more secure um, as well as it's designed to be used across multiple platforms. So social profiles in the future or web search in the future could show your brand logo next to the web search results. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if Google wanted to go down that route with their search tool, they could show your corporate logo next to any legitimate search result as part of that as well if they chose. Interesting. So you have to also with this verified mark certificate of VMC. Um, yeah. I'm just learning about this in real time. So sure. <laughs> so yes, there is also that. So um, Yahoo has a different setup. So their their policy is is sort of a machine learning decision. It does not currently require a VMC, although it might in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to meet certain requirements for them instead, from a reputation point of view, to have your logo shown. But so as part the, of the Google Pilot, you need to basically validate that you own the trademark yeah. on, or the, the logo mark, I should say. I see. No, you have to validate you own the logo mark uh, to qualify to get a VMC. And then once you get a VMC, then Google will say, okay, we val- we trust that you validated you own the domain and you own this image. Mm-hmm. 
and you're allowed to use it for display purposes. So that's what a VMC basically is. It's a, a proof of ownership of the logo. That's how we're, that's how the, as a group, the decision is that, you know, it's much harder to fish someone or spoof someone mm -hmm. because there is now a third party that has validated you are who you say you are, that you have the right and the ownership of the logo to use it as well. You know, this is all really good. So lest someone hear all this and go, oh, great, I got a bunch of work to do. No, this is good because you don't want people impersonating you. Right. Um, and you want great deliverability for people who are using email for legitimate marketing communication purposes, not all the spammers. We want to we want to end spam. And I think that that's what a lot of this work is, you know, really designed to do is to cut down on the, because spam is so annoying. And so, right. you know, we just want to cut down on that so that users don't have to deal with that. So they don't avoid email altogether. We want email to be a viable communication platform between you and your clients or you and your customer, potential customers, that sort of thing. Absolutely. And that's all of these things are working in concert, right? SPF, DKIM and DMARC are working in concert to, strengthen security, strengthen ownership, strengthen sort of legitimacy proof that the sender of the message was authorized to send it. Bimmy then comes along and says, hey, you did a really good job of doing that. Where you qualify, we'll also put your logo there. So it's not a trust mark. It's not a validation mark. It's basically saying all of these other things passed and we truly believe this logo belongs to this brand. Let's display them together. Well, this has been fantastic. All right. So again, uh, if we didn't say the domain name enough, <laughs> grademyemail.co. It's a free service. Like I'm, you know, as of when I'm using it, I mean, it's it's just a great free tool. I'm not seeing a whole lot of like marketing and that sort of stuff built into it. I'm sure, you know, you'll have some other services available to, uh, to folks uh, down the road, but this is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, we, we tried to give enough information as well so people could self-troubleshoot and self-identify some problems and do a little research. You know, it's really how do we point you in the right direction? Um, I will admit, sure, there, you know, who builds a tool without lead gen built in, right? Right, of uh, course, so there, of course. Clearly, means, uh, you know, clearly some things there that, uh, you know, for a free service, you might get a message or two from us to say, hey, how are things? Can we help you with anything else? But yeah, um, that's great. You know, what, what is like, so Netcore, what does Netcore do from a broader scale? Uh, sometimes I like to think, what don't we do? But uh, from, mm. from like, <laughs> we started off as a mail hosting company. So hosting professional uh, corporate mailboxes for businesses. Mm. Um, so that's sort of the roots of the company. So right from sort of day one in, in email, our feet have been planted. Uh, we evolved into building a, a marketing services engine. So we have a, a campaigning tool. Um, the network, net, uh, net core customer engagement platform. So for campaigning, for journeys, um, journey building, uh, automation programs, all of those types of things. It also does things like web push, app push, SMS marketing, uh, WhatsApp messaging. Uh, so it, it's sort of a, a bit of an omni-channel solution uh, for lack of a, a better way to describe it. Um, I feel that word has become overused in, in many cases though, but uh, you know, it, it touches basically on all the different channels within, within messaging. Um, and then we have an API email solution as well. So if you are, you know, looking for a transactional platform or maybe you're using um, 
another marketing automation sort of front end uh, that plugs into an API enabled backend. Um, those types of solutions work well with our, our API engine as well. That sounds great. All right, Matthew Vernhout, you're the VP of email deliverability, again, yep. on, found on the web for Netcore, uh, found on the web at netcorecloud.com. And of course, the tool we were referencing, grademyemail.co. Matthew, this is a great conversation. I geek out on this stuff, as you could tell. Uh, but Absolutely. so it's... It's it's great talking with the you know with with a wizard of of email deliverability. So thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. And and if anyone wants to to reach out, email karma is my uh, my Twitter handle. Uh, so please feel free to reach out. I'm, I'm always answering questions and interesting and talking about deliverability, email in general. Um, you know, and sort of the new advancements such as things like Bimmy and uh, AMP for email. Uh, all those solutions sort of roll up nicely in the, the world of email marketing and deliverability. Sounds great. Matthew, thank you. Thanks very much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.